Sound the trumpets. It's horse racing time. Saddle up for action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code RTFP. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. 18 plus 21 plus in certain states to open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligible restrictions apply. Voidware prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at dkhorse.com. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday, and as promised, we're going to get the wisdom from a former Wilson Bulldog from Wyoming, I'm trying to say as many W's as I can right now, who just won the Super Bowl and promptly retired. I told you we would get Chad Henney on the show sometime soon. That's exactly what we'll do. We got, by the way, a lot of feedback from yesterday's show. Maddie Levy, one of the 200 million people that doesn't watch the Super Bowl, I thought it was hilarious. A lot of you did. Some of you didn't like it. We'll get into that a little bit later. I'll also get into the winner stuff a little bit later. I want to get right to Chad. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, so this is at least the third time that Chad's been on the show. So most of you already know we're from the same hometown, although we went to kind of rival high schools. I've known about him since he was like, Seventh or eighth grade, when his dad told me about him. Uh, Most importantly, for our purposes right now, he just won the Super Bowl again and just retired. Like, he had this awesome Instagram picture. He's drinking a beer, not our official sponsor, so I won't even say the name of the beer. But he's drinking a beer, says, that's it, after 15 years. So, Chad, thanks for coming on the show again, man. Really appreciate this. He's doing this right before he takes his kids to school. Yes, we are real people that – take our kids to school so I guess I just want to start Chad with when did you um when did you kind of know that this year was it I think just earlier on I mean going into the season I think uh just talking with my family and just how my body felt and my mind where my mind was at I felt like this could be it and obviously capping it off with the Super Bowl what better way to go out so uh it's definitely icing on the cake uh my goal to get once I got in the league was 12 years I pushed three years past and Finally, felt like this was it. Okay, so a lot of interesting things there. So, first of all, why was 12 the goal? Why was that the number? I don't know. Ever since I got in the league after I graduated in Michigan, I've just felt like, hey, 12 is a good number. I mean, a lot of people say 10, you know, 10 is a, a great career, but I don't know. I just felt like 12 is a good number, and I got hurt my 12th year. So, I uh, definitely couldn't end on that note. So, I pushed past uh, three more years. All right, so Chad, you mentioned how your body was feeling and kind of where you were at mentally. I'm hoping you could dive into that a little bit deeper. 
how was your body feeling earlier in the year? And then um, what was kind of the mentality? How much of it was, listen, I, I don't have the desire to continue to work at this level, or was it I really want to go back you know, to Pennsylvania and start the next phase of my life? I'm sure all those things are a factor, but if you can kind of go a little bit deeper into what your mindset was and how your body was feeling. Yeah, I mean, I think anything, I mean, OTAs and off-season training isn't a problem, but, you know, us old guys, once we get into training camp and Andrew Reed runs one heck of a training camp, so that dives on you too. You're staying in a dorm room up at a Division II school, so uh, that that plays a part of it into it, but I felt like towards the end, I mean, my body felt great in the beginning, and at the end, it didn't feel great, and then it recouped once we got into the season, um, but it's just a daily basis. I mean... Once you go into Monday, Tuesday, all the film work that we do, all the training that we still do, I'm still squatting, uh, still trying to keep my body strong, which, I mean, I love to do, but at the same time, it's like the recovery factor is longer and longer as you get older. And uh, just mentally going through the process throughout the year um, is just, it's, it's tough. And I definitely see my kids each and every day. I miss some of their activities and some of that stuff I just want to dive into. You know, it's so funny, man. Um, I talk about this a lot when I talk about Brady. But even even for you, um, I noticed the difference even from like when I was 22, 23, 24. Now, that might have been because I had the back surgery. But I noticed the difference from my early 20s to when I was 27, 28, just in terms of how I felt after a workout. And I, you know, I retired at 28. And then I can even remember like early 30s whether I had a big night out or like working out. And I remember thinking, man, it's crazy that guys are still playing the NFL because your body's definitely not the same in your early 30s as it was in your 20s. And you did it till your late, you know, mid to late 30s. Um, and just anything I do, like any type of workout or even just like skiing, like it's just not the same. Well, I mean, you're different. I mean, obviously you played in the trenches, so uh... – your body's getting thrown a lot, around a lot more than mine. But at the same time, it's just even the mental factor. Like, I, I love preparation. I love diving into film and learning. But at the same time, it's just a lot of work. You're talking about, I mean, getting there at 6 a.m. and not leaving until 6 p.m. Uh, we're almost an extension of the coaching staff. Uh, but they're there another five more hours. So it's a long day as a quarterback. It's mentally straining. And then on top of that, you play the physical factor as well. Um, any chance, let's say something happens to Mahomes or Shane Bouchelle, let's say he's the quarterback. Um, I actually talked with him at the Super Bowl. I uh, had a great chat with him. I'm going to play that interview later on in the off season, but let's say something happens in Kansas city in particular, but it could be somewhere else. Maybe it's Philly and maybe they need a good backup and you can still live in, in Reading <laughs> you can still live in and do the commute. Any chance you'd have any uh, second thoughts? I don't know. I'll never say never. But uh, right now, my mind's made up. And, uh, you know, we're packing right now in Kansas City and heading back to Pennsylvania in two weeks. So we'll see what happens. But right now, I just wanted to concentrate on my family, make sure they're set uh, back in school and get into sports as well. Um, I know you had told me a couple times this year, you know, on the field before the game that you thought – you know, this would probably be it. Um, I guess I, I want to go to the Jacksonville game in the playoffs and you coming out there and, you know, 
I was primarily uh, like the swing inside guy in my career. I think I started 25 games, playing like 45, but I never started the opener. Like it was always like somebody got hurt and I came in and I played the rest. So, so anytime the last couple of years when you've gotten in the game, I know what that's like. And I've just been so proud of you and so happy that you got it done um, both times. Did that give you any pause? Like, man, I can still do this. Like it was so fun to be out there and 98 yard touchdown drive. Did that have any impact on you one way or the other? Like, Hey, I can still do that. I should keep doing it. or boy, that'd be a pretty cool way to go out. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, when you get in there and you can do things like that, I still feel like I can do it. I don't think my arm will ever change. I mean, obviously when I'm 50, I might have hell of a lot of uh, arthritis in there, but at the same time, I feel like it can spin the ball uh, at any given moment and go out there. But it's just a mindset, just uh, knowing that, you know, my mind's free, that uh, I've accepted uh, retirement and, uh, you know, I can I can be happy with what I've done in my career. How much did the playoff performances against Cleveland two years ago and against Jacksonville this year, how much do they mean to you? I mean, I know it's kind of fresh in your mind and you just won the Super Bowl and you just retired, but kind of when you reflect back, getting those two major opportunities and helping your team get to the Super Bowl. I think uh, those are the two biggest moments in my career. I mean, uh, even when I started, I mean, there was some good games. There was obviously some bad games, but those two moments will always resonate with me just because of what's on the line. I think uh, you you lose and you go home. And I was able to help the team at some point get us on to pass that level in that, that playoff game and move on. And, uh, you know, this year, especially get to the Super Bowl. So they'll always resonate with me. I think uh, I'll be very proud with them. Um, I think all the preparation that has gone into it uh, shows that in those big moments, I was always prepared and was ready to go. It really is unbelievable, Chad, when you think about the amount of time that you put in the last five years or whatever it was, really for those for those two moments, you know? I mean, and I know you got a chance to play a little bit some other games, but like, it's, if you look at like time in versus time, but but you were ready and you got it done. It is unbelievable. It's it can't be easy. And I think there's some guys that struggle as backup quarterbacks because it's hard for them to stay focused without kind of having the reward of playing in the games, right? Yeah, I think a lot of guys accept the backup role, and I think uh, my mental, uh, you know thinking about is that I never wanted to be a backup and I never accepted that. I always prepared like I was a starter, even though even like when Patrick's having all the success, I was like, Hey, I need to compete and try to be the starter and try to make him better and make myself better. So each and every day I went to, into it knowing that I could be the starter. And obviously I knew, I, I mean, knowing that I wasn't going to, but I still kept that mental aspect of it. Um, what has been the feedback from any of the guys, Patrick, or any of the coaches like Andy or Matt Nagy, your quarterback coach, or even Brett Veach, the GM, have have you talked with them? What what did they say? Did they know that you were going to do that after the Super Bowl, or was that a surprise to them? And and then have they uh, have they said anything to you since then? Yeah, I think it was a big surprise. I mean, the quarterback room kind of knew, um, but the coaching staff did, and I kind of kept that on the down low just in case I did want to switch my mind or, you know, figure out what was going to go uh, happen next. But 
with exit meetings, I mean, Coach Reed was great. Uh, obviously, the appreciation for both sides. Um, but at the same time, he's like, well, if you ever want to get into coaching, uh, if you ever, I mean, don't ever say never. You know, you could come back. You know, if we want to come, have you back, we'll definitely have you back. Um, but it was those conversations through him, Eric Bieniemy, uh, Matt Nagy, uh, whether coaching or playing again. And it's just a mutual respect. Um, you know, being with those guys for long, so long, uh, was uh, was a definitely a tribute to them and myself. Um, well, you mentioned coaching a couple times there. Uh, what what's uh, what's next for you? Well, go back to Pennsylvania, settle down, obviously get the kids back in school. But my mindset right now is to hopefully start training quarterbacks in the area and kind of just put my resume out there and uh, see if we have any fillers. I mean, I think it should go well there. I love uh, the mindset of Pennsylvania kids back home and just, you know, I have so much knowledge that I feel like it would go to waste if I'm and if I'm not involved in football. Um, when you say kind of go back and put your resume out there. I mean, obviously everybody knows who you are, uh, where we're from. And I would imagine you'd be able to train a lot of quarterbacks. Um, and certainly we can talk offline because with go big recruiting, I can certainly help spread the word about what you're doing. When you say put resume and feelers out there though, are you talking about maybe coaching at a level higher than that at some point, or you just mean in terms of getting, uh, getting quarterbacks to be able to train? Yeah, just getting quarterbacks to train. And obviously, you know, being in the tri-state area, it's like, you know, we're, we're at the beach, we're at the shore. It's, it's easy to go there. There's a couple fields there that I can train kids from New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, just hopefully, you know, I can teach some kids some knowledge that I've had over the years and uh, help them become better quarterbacks and better people. So um, let's talk about your career. 15 years, three more than you were looking for. Obviously, Uh, You made great money and all that stuff. You were a starter earlier in your career, and then you were a backup, which, by the way, is I think kind of how it is for most guys end up becoming backups. It's like they got the experience and started earlier in their career. When you look back on it, Chad, I don't know the right way to ask this question, but is it how, how do you look back on your career? Did you exceed expectations, meet expectations, did you, I mean, look, you were like one of the top high school players in the country and you went to Michigan. I don't know. Maybe you thought you'd start for 20 years and be like Brady and win. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what you were thinking going into your career. And I think that's what's interesting, right? Is that like for me as an undrafted guy, seven years I exceeded it with some of you know, I was talking with Christian Ponder about this recently. He was a first round pick that played six years. So that's looked at a little bit differently. How do you look at your career? Well, I mean, first off, uh, exceeding expectations for playing for 15 years, I think, is uh, definitely something you can be proud about. Um, I I would never change my career how it went. I mean, the adversity I faced, uh, all the learning experiences, the networks, the people that I've been around, I would never change that for the world. There's so many good people in this business and so many people I've learned from. But at the same time, Personally, I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean, I was a four-year starter in high school, four-year starter in Michigan. There was a lot of success earlier on in my career. And then I'm thinking, heck, I can do this in the NFL and be successful uh, in that as well, personally. But um, sometimes it didn't go that way. And, you know, that's where I kind of look back and say, man, maybe I could have done something different. Um, You know, 
it's tough. And the NFL, you know, you have to be surrounded by the right people. And I felt like I was never the quarterback to say I can take over a team and lead them by myself, like a Patrick Mahomes, like a Andrew Luck, like one of those guys that had success so early on and they could do them, do that by themselves. I felt like I had to be, had a great running game, had people around me that could help me and improve me that way. So I, I, I definitely feel like, yeah, there's some, you know, things that I wish I would have done that way, but at the same time, 15 years and all the re- relationships that I've had is one that I'll always remember. Yeah. I mean, honestly, man, it's a unbelievable career. There's no question. And you know, I say it all the time, careers are really a product of situation and circumstance a lot. Sure. Very much so. And for you to do what you did, it's incredible. Really appreciate the time. Looking forward to connecting, whether it's in Pennsylvania or at the beach this summer. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Go get your kids to school. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. There he is, Chad Henney. What an interesting, interesting career. Awesome guy. Really, really proud of him, like I said. Um, And I have more to say, by the way, about yesterday's interview as well. Not many people go from, on a Tuesday, having someone on who didn't watch the Super Bowl to the next day having on a quarterback who helped his team win the Super Bowl. And not many people then follow that up by telling you about ExpressVPN, which is the best VPN on the market. Here's why. Number one, ExpressVPN doesn't log your activity online. Lots of the other cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to advertisers. That's the whole, one of the whole things you're trying to avoid. Number two, speed. ExpressVPN uses Lightway, a VPN protocol they engineered to make user speeds fast and ever. Very important, by the way. Very important. If you ever tried another VPN that's slow, It's extremely frustrating. Look, there's a reason why CNET, Business Insider, The Verge, all the other tech journals rate ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world. Protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust pretty much turn on all the time. Use my link, expressvpn.com slash Tucker today, and you'll get an extra month, three months free on their one-year package, which is awesome. That's expressvpn.com slash Tucker. Visit expressvpn.com slash Tucker to learn more. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ducks takes. All right, Ross, we'll start with the fran- franchise and transition tag window opening in NFL. Right. I think some of the big names uh, include Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's going to get tagged. Uh, Deron Payne, I think from the commanders, like a hundred percent chance or 99.8% chance he gets tagged. Maybe Orlando Brown, the giants are going to tag somebody, probably Daniel Jones. So I don't really know why they have it be a two week window anymore. 
most of you guys know the franchise tag. Um, I don't even remember what the exact is. It's like it pays you the average of the top five guys at your position for one year. It's fully guaranteed, but it's only one year, and it's only one year fully guaranteed. So uh, I'm not a fan of it. I believe that when your contract expires, that you should be able to have employment where you choose to have employment. You should be a free agent. I am aware that it's been collectively bargained between the players and the owners. I get it. Um, not a fan. I mean, it just that to me that goes against uh, what the United States is supposed to be about. But again, it was negotiated. I understand it. I just wish these guys had the opportunity to live and work where they want to live and work based on who wants to employ them. Tux takes. Some special team coordinator news around the NFL. The Browns move on from their special team coordinator, Mike Prefer, while the Rams hired Chase Blackburn as coaching moving continues around the NFL. Right. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's February 22nd. Some of these teams like the Browns didn't even make the playoffs. And so they've been done for what, five, six weeks. And now they're making these decisions. I always wonder what goes into that. Like what happened now? that they're making these decisions to fire somebody that something happened, or is it just a product of, Hey, I think we can get somebody better. I don't know how that works. I got to think that the Browns, if they're doing this kind of already know or knew who they wanted to bring in. There's not another real logical explanation. Takes. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy is delaying his surgery on his UCL because of inflammation. Right, that's not good. That's not good. I mean, they, you know, I've, I've read these reports, and I have not seen what Dr. Chow at Pro Football Doc or SportsInjuryCentral.com, I have not read what they've said about this. You guys know I'm a big fan of that website and the information you get from it. I have not read what they've said about this as of yet, but there's no way you can say this is good. I mean, it's been, what, over three weeks now, at least, since the injury? And he still has too much inflammation for them to even do the surgery? And I've read the insiders saying they're going to circle back in early March and he still should be on track for training camp. Yeah. Let me be the first to say I doubt it. Just judging by what Dr. Chow has said, I I tend to doubt it, and uh, it's a shame. Had an unbelievable rookie year. It's a great story, and now the Niners might have to seriously consider their options at quarterback with Lance and Purdy both coming off these injuries. David Carr says his brother, Derek Carr, will have a long free agency process. I find that interesting because – Really, if you're Derek Carr, don't you want to sign with somebody before free agency starts, before other guys are available? I guess the other guys that are kind of in his category or in his class in terms of being a legitimate starter like Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones are both going to be tagged anyway, so he doesn't really need to worry much about them. I thought it was interesting. Our guy, Andrew Brandt, the host of the excellent Business of Sports podcast, said that his translation or Brandt 
speculation uh, for this one was that he hasn't gotten any good offers yet, which I think is interesting. We'll have to see what ends up happening. He's visited the Panthers and the Jets so far. Jets are probably, you know, waiting to see whether or not, I'm sorry, the Saints and the Jets, not the Panthers. Um, the Saints and the Jets, although he might visit the Panthers. I tend to think that the uh, the Jets want to see what the deal is with Rodgers first before they would make a move with Carr. Ducks takes. The Seattle Seahawks signed right guard Phil Haynes to a one-year $4 million contract while the Packers running back Aaron Jones reworked his contract and entailed a $5 million minimum pay cut from the $16 million he was supposed to make. Did we talk about Aaron Jones' contract yet? I can't remember. I don't believe we did. So Aaron Jones reworked his contract, and, you know, his agent told the insiders he's still the second highest paid running back or third for this year because he's making $11 million. But he was supposed to make $16 million. And he just took a straight $5 million pay cut. And by the way, even the 11 he's supposed to make, a bunch of that's tied into per-game roster bonuses. So if he's not able to play in some of those games, he loses even more money. This does not bode well for all the running back. It's interesting, Jack. There are no good receivers on the free agent market. And then you look and see who's available at running back, and there's a lot. You know, Saquon and Miles Sanders and other guys – um, but this is not good for them ahead of free agency that Jones has already taken a pay cut like this. What is good for them ahead of free agency is that Labatt Blue is delicious. And as they get ready to celebrate their new contracts, whatever they sign, they can do it with cold Labatt Blue light in their hand. That's what you want to do. Celebrate your new contract with friends, Family, live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. It's beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, New York. Uh, we have time for an email, Jack, at least one. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. The email address is ross at rosstucker.com. You guys know you can always hit me up at that email address for anything. In fact, I get a bunch of uh, potential advertisers that want to advertise in the show will email me there. Or speaking engagements. I'm actually doing a speaking engagement um, at the Doubletree Hotel in Reading next Thursday for the Olivet Boys and Girls Club, uh, which is a wonderful, wonderful organization. That'll be next Thursday night. Also, my birthday. By the way, Jack, write that down. March 2nd, my birthday. I'll be 44. Wow. That sounds old. And anyway, I'll be doing that next Thursday night. If you ever need me for a speaking engagement, Ross at RossTucker.com. And of course, if you ever take advantage of any of our sponsors, you go right to the top of the email list and we guarantee to read and respond to your email. Just 
you know, take your screenshot of the ExpressVPN or your picture of the Labatt Blue Light or whatever, send it to me, Ross, at RossTucker.com with your email and uh, you'll get answered right away. By the way, Jack, yesterday's interview with Maddie Levy, that might be one of the most polarizing interviews we've ever done just based on the tweets we've gotten. I mean, half the people, if you look at Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod, half the people are like, Ross, one of my favorite episodes you've ever done. That was hilarious. That was entertaining. That was interesting. And then the other half, why did you do this, Ross? Why? That was terrible. I, I, don't, I don't know how you could think it was terrible. I mean, I guess if you have an open mind, I don't think I don't know how you could think it was terrible. I, mean, I don't care that she doesn't like football. It doesn't affect my life at all. I just think it's interesting because I am so consumed with it. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. I talk about it every single day of my life. That to talk with someone that doesn't care at all, I just think it's an interesting perspective. You know, it keeps, us, keeps things in check for all of us a little bit. And I thought it was very entertaining to hear what she does. I mean, she still makes like a buffalo chicken dip, even though she doesn't watch the Super Bowl. I just, the whole thing I thought was hilarious. But uh, if you didn't like it, I'm sorry. Those of you that loved it, I'm glad you loved it. That's kind of what the idea was supposed to be. Let's get to the email. So this one is from Dave. I think it's a Stadelman from Denver, Colorado. He says, hi, Ross. First of all, love the Ross Tucker football podcast and congrats on the Labatt Blue sponsorship. I found your podcast earlier this year via Dan Patrick and I enjoy listening regularly now. And Lord knows those Canadians can serve up a mighty refreshing Pilsner. So now I'm making Labatt's Blue my Pilsner of choice. <laughs> As a Penn State alum, I'm curious to know if you were recruited by Penn State before you went off to Princeton. Do you have any Joe Paterno moments to share? If not, I'm also a Patriots fan, so I'll settle for any Belichick, Kraft, or any other Patriot anecdote. Awesome, Dave. Good question. So um, I grew up, Dave, uh, a huge Penn State fan with Penn State season tickets, actually. And so I met Paterno multiple times as a little boy and got his autograph and got my picture taken with him. And in Pennsylvania, that was about as high of a person you could you could meet was Joe Paterno. Um, So I got two handwritten letters from Penn State to my recollection. And they were both from Jerry Sandusky, who's in jail now for some horrible, horrible things. Some of you might not be aware. Dave, you definitely are. Uh, The first one was asking me to go to summer camp. Uh, They wanted me to come to camp. Thought I was a good enough prospect that they wanted to check out at camp. I didn't want to do that because I knew I wouldn't run a good 40 time and that they wouldn't want me as a result of that. Um, In hindsight, probably should have gone and given it a chance. And then um, they also wrote me another letter about maybe walking on, but never actually called me. I never actually talked to anybody. And so that is one thing, Dave, you'll appreciate. Um, I have a pretty good relationship with the Penn State coaching staff now, including James Franklin. And I've been very clear with them and him in particular that I think they could do a really good job with their preferred walk-ons. I think they have guys like Jan Johnson and Isaac Lutz from my hometown. Um, Same hometown as Chad Henney, by the way. And, you know, the point I make to them is like if Paterno had called me and said, Ross, we don't have a scholarship right now, but I I want you to come to Penn State, be on the team, be a Penn State football player. That would have been tough for me to turn down. Like if they had actually pitched me or sold me on it at all, it would have been very tough to turn down. But they never did, so it made it easy. I probably still would have gone to Prince anyway, to be honest. But um, you never know. Joe, Joe Paterno calls you. 
1996 might be feeling a little bit differently. Good question, Dave. Love them. Keep them coming, please. Ross at RossTucker.com. Include the sponsors. Love that. Shout out to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, BackOfficeSchedule.com, and by far the greatest gift you can give any loved one ever, I can assure you, MyFrontPageStory.com. Even money with Fezzik yesterday talking about XFL and NFL futures was really entertaining. And then we'll have the fantasy feast today. Joe Dolan will give you his biggest fantasy football lessons learned from this past season. If you play fantasy football, you're going to want to listen to that. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.